Hey mamas, it's me, Cat B. Welcome to the Days Are Long podcast. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Come join us for some real talk about motherhood. We are here to collaborate, commiserate, hopefully cheer you up and cheer you on. Uh, we're basically here for all of it. So let's dive in. Hi, everybody. It's me, Kat. Um, This is The Days Are Long, the podcast. Welcome back. If you've been here before, if you haven't been here before, welcome. So glad you're here. Um, Can't wait to get started chatting with you. This is a podcast about motherhood um, and the different discoveries and challenges and things we learn along the way. Things I learn along the way and things I learn from you, my mom friends, along the way. Because um, I just keep getting, not surprised, but I keep it keeps being reinforced to me how awesome it is to have other moms to talk to and people to share things with and just like the the thoughtful discussions I have with people in my life, I feel really, really grateful. Um, and it's gotten me thinking. I've been thinking a lot this week about a few things. Um, but today's episode is called No Training, No Job Description, Welcome to Motherhood. Because that's sort of how it feels um, <laughs> when you're starting out. And I actually thought about this topic. This topic came to mind when I was thinking about what I was going to share this week for my win and whip. Um, and if you've listened before, you know that I do a little segment called win whip, um, which is where I talk about a win that I had this week and also, um, whip WIP work in progress. And I was thinking about my win and my win this week was sort of an obvious one for me because I had an awesome, awesome thing happen at work. Um, in my day job, I, um, had a presentation, me and a colleague and we like, it just, it went so well. We were so pleased with it. We worked so hard. We got really great feedback. It, we left there feeling like we did really great, like feeling like we just left it all on the field and put in our best effort and, the feedback we got was also really positive, which was so nice. It feels so good, right? Um, like to get that kind of positive feedback and to feel that sort of, I don't know, satisfaction and uh, accomplishment. Um, plus like to to top it all off, we I work in a fairly, fairly male-dominated profession, at least at the higher ranks. And um, on this particular day, my colleague and I happened to be the only two females in the room. So we were like very clearly the the youngest, most female people in the room. And to the extent that anyone in there was underestimating us, um, I'm, sh- I'm sure we gave them a good show. So I don't uh, like, I, and I, I love people underestimating me. I think it probably happens to a lot of us um, a lot of the time. And it feels really nice to really just demonstrate your your skill and um, acuity in something 
and just really feel like you nailed it and impressed a room full of people who are your peers. Um, so that, that was really, that was really good. That was, that was my win this week. And it got me thinking about how I, how I felt really good and really confident, um, and really pleased after that work project was done and why I don't feel like that a lot in motherhood. Anyway. Okay, so I wanted to explore this topic a little bit. Why don't I feel as confident or successful or self-assured when I'm doing my motherhood tasks? Sometimes, obviously not all the time. But there are, you know, many more instances of doubt, hesitation, um, questioning, you know, comparing that I do at least when I am thinking of myself as a mom, like my job as a mom, as compared to my day job that I've been doing for, you know, 10 plus years. And it made me think back to a conversation I had with a good friend of mine. She's now a good friend of mine. Actually, this was one of the very first conversations we had. Um, and we talked about how motherhood was great and exciting, but scary because it was the biggest job of our lives for which we had received zero training, like zero. When you think about it, um, like going to a little birth prep course, you know, it doesn't really prepare you for the things you take on as a mom, as a parent, and the the ways that your world um, changes and the sort of fundamental shift to your day-to-day activities and the way you structure your your day or your week. Um, and so I thought like, this is, it's interesting because this is the, you know, the biggest, most important job I feel like that I've been put on this earth to do, but I've not really have had any training for it, any formal training. I've sort of like, obviously I've seen, you know, I had the benefit of watching my own mom who did a wonderful job um, if I do say so myself and, um, and moms around me and friends of mine who become moms, like you, we watch that, but it's really not the same. It's really not the same until you're in it. You don't really know how to do it or what you're going to do until you're doing it. So it is like the most on the job training ever. Um, and for some personalities like mine, maybe yours, that kind of on-the-job training is a little bit scary. Like it is not necessarily my comfort zone, just kind of winging it. Um, Obviously you get used to it. There's things that you get good at and you get into your patterns and you learn things about your baby, what works, what doesn't work, their routines, their habits, like all that good stuff. But um, that sort of lack of of training compared to every other job we take on in life. Um, so that, that I think alone has some impact on how we, you know, maybe go about our, 
our mothering um, tasks and duties because it's like, well, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. And no one's shown me. I've no, I don't really know. I didn't even know this was a thing I had to do. I didn't know I had to stick a thermometer at my baby's butt or like, I don't know, insert whatever like crazy random thing that you, like, I didn't know I was going to have to clean puke off of this many like sets of sheets um, in the night and then try and calm a crying baby. Like there's so many things you're like, you have just never situations you've never, ever, ever, ever encountered before. Um, and that can be a lot. I found the the load and the weight of that and the sort of constant barrage of um, new challenging, <laughs> um, new challenging and, you know, kind of foreign tasks, like nothing's familiar, you know, plus you're sleep deprived. Like it's all, yeah, it, it's, it's a challenge. And I feel like that sort of being a, maybe a fish out of water um, is part of it. Even though I am, I am one of those people who always knew I wanted to be a mom, no doubt in my mind, so happy to be pregnant, have a baby, um, but still, still kind of scared shitless some of the time. I don't know. I don't know. How about you? Okay. So instead of just freaking out and flailing about, which is tempting and will happen sometimes, instead of um, proceeding down that road, I thought like maybe in this episode, I can take a bit of a step back and think about these kinds of things. And maybe this will Maybe this will help somebody as they're going through it. I don't know. Um, Or maybe you'll just be able to relate and tell me I'm not crazy. Um, But I was thinking, so not only is it sort of this, you know, really big important job um, for which you've really not been trained, but it's also, there's this expectation, I feel like in society that mothers are supposed to just know what to do. Like it's not... um, you know, people look to you, your partner, your husband looks to you like, what do we do next? What do we do now? What does the baby need? And sometimes the answer is, I don't fucking know. Like, I I have no idea. This is a little little mystery box right in front of us um, screaming their head off. Like, I don't know what they need right now. They need something. But um, like, your guess is as good as mine is like sometimes the answer. Um, so you you know, you've got sort of that extra pressure, I feel like, of of being the one who's like supposed to know. And so feeling like you don't know, like you always are feeling kind of behind and like on your, what's that expression? Back on your heels. Because um, you're not, you know, it's not like you have a mentor there with you most of the time. Um, I didn't. My baby was born smack in the middle of like the first big COVID lockdown in 2020. Um and you can reach out to people and phone calls are great and texts are great, but you know, you don't, you don't have somebody who can just give you advice, like, you know, sitting on your shoulder, giving you tips as you go. So you're lacking mentoring, um, that like institutional knowledge really isn't there in a lot of ways I found. Like, it's not like, I didn't know the first thing about breastfeeding. Like, it's not something that women get shown. You don't, um, you don't really like see it or learn about it or, you know, like sort of you're not surrounded by um, that sort of thing. But then all of a sudden you pop a baby out 
you don't pop a baby out, but you know what I mean. Um, out comes this baby and all of a sudden you are supposed to breastfeed. And like, if you've never done that before, like that is challenging um, for you and the baby. Like you're both learning. So there's a lot of learning and that sort of expectation of it, that you're supposed to sort of know how to do it, I think is is part of the difficulty. And another one, like besides the expectation component, another aspect that I was thinking about is the um, the sort of clear clear um, lines that we like to draw around things like failing versus succeeding, like winning versus losing. Like I, I did well at this project. Like this, we got this result. We hit this sales target. We did whatever. Um, like that's a success. You can go home on Friday night, um, you know, dust your shoulders off, have a glass of wine and be like, yes, I did. I accomplished my goal this week. Whereas you don't really have that in motherhood because it's such an ongoing process. Like it's, there's not really that many moments to, to stop and be like, I, I did it. I finished that thing. I did a great job. My boss told me I did a great job. Um, like you don't get that kind of feedback. Um, and for, for those of you who are maybe, um, you know, suffer from some of that like perfectionism, stuff like I do, it's, you know, having that, getting away from that all or nothing mindset can be really tricky sometimes, um, where it's like, if it's not done perfectly, then it's obviously a failure. Um, and I found that thinking about my days as a new mom, a lot of days felt like failures because something went wrong during the day. Some, like something didn't go well. Um, and so it was like, oh, another day where, you know, I didn't nail it, which of course is not really a useful or constructive way to think about it. But um, I don't know, identifying those sort of mind traps maybe can help. Um, as you know, I like to try and use try and use this forum to see and to highlight, you know, the, the positive aspects and the things that are going well that we can share with each other because it's I think it's really easy, at least for me, to get caught up in that sort of self-critical um, place where all you see is the ways that you didn't um, achieve what you wanted to achieve, the ways that you could have done better. Um, and it's really hard uh, to focus on that stuff and really not fair. It's really not fair because it's not accurate just to focus on those things. Okay, so in addition to the ideas of, sort of expectations and, um, you know, feelings of, of meeting or, or, or not meeting expectations that you've set for yourself or that society has set for you. And then the other concept of, you know, success versus failure or that all or nothing thinking that if something didn't go right, um, that's, you know, you've, you've like failed as mother that day. If you, if you lost your temper or, you know, something happened, um, those I think are concepts that I, I find helpful to to use to like think about um, to try and reframe you know my experience um, and then I wanted to introduce this concept that I had not heard of until maybe not even two years ago probably um, and I'm probably even going to pronounce it wrong I actually don't even know. It's like a new, it's a word that you haven't probably heard before or maybe even seen in writing before called matrescence. Um, sort of like, like adolescence, but matrescence as in 
um, the transition to motherhood and what um, what that sort of developmental process and passage looks like. So we sort of know that being a teenager comes with all kinds of um, hormonal, social um, shifts, things like that, um, physical, emotional. You know, there's so much going on in a teenager's life. I don't think I don't think you could pay me enough to go back and be a teenager because um, it's a lot, a lot of change, <laughs> and a lot of uncertainty, and man, things are, you know, feel pretty chaotic at times. Um, but the idea of um, stepping into the role of motherhood and this it being this sort of developmental transition period um, where you experience a social, hormonal, physical, and emotional shift, I think is not a concept that it wasn't a concept that had ever occurred to me or been introduced to me before I became a mom. And I thought about like, what if, what if we conceptualized motherhood in this way? And as we were preparing to become mothers thought I'm about to go through a huge change. I'm about to go because we can think about things differently than we could when we were teenagers too. Um, at least, you know, maybe prepare ourselves a little better or have, you know, maybe it would change the expectations that are around us if, if everyone knew, if it was sort of common knowledge and commonly kind of accepted that um, when you become a new mother, you are experiencing this, you know, fundamental shift in your hormonal and emotional sort of makeup, not to mention changes with your body um, and social changes. So, that concept is one that I discovered through my, as you know, my favorite, my favorite Instagram, my favorite mommy Instagram account, Happy as a Mother. Um, I first saw her post about this concept, and I've looked into it a little more and, and given it some thought. And I really don't. I really think it helps to sort of understand and. Um, I don't know, like to, yeah, to, to frame the experience that one goes through because it is so transformational. Um, and because there's so many, like the way I described adolescence is sort of being like chaotic. Like there's so many, you've so many feelings, so many conflicting feelings about your new role. Um, you've lost your, you kind of lost your old life. You've lost some freedom, but you've got this new, amazing, fulfilling role that is totally different in so many ways. Um, sort of navigating what that means, what it means to be a good mother, um, learning how to juggle all these responsibilities of the new role and which ones to maybe let go of because it's impossible to do everything. And, and also um, there's some really interesting people in this, like in this sort of psych, you know, sociology field have done some really interesting work on this topic and also talk about how this this process of matrescence um, involves confronting and looking at your own um, wounds and issues that arose that arose that arise, sorry, from your own upbringing as you raise your own child. So you can't help but 
think back to you know the way your childhood was or the way in which you were raised as you are raising your little one and thinking about what choices you're making, decisions you're making for them. Um, and that means sort of reliving some stuff, um, the good and the bad. And that whole sort of, you know, inner child um, thinking back to, you know, what what you needed as a, as a young kid um, and how to give, you know, how to give that to yourself now and also how to, how it might inform your parenting um, as you, as you, you know, navigate your new role, your new role as a mom. So in terms of a win whip segment, that was a really long, <laughs> a really long discussion and thought process that arose out of my win at work this week. My web, my work in progress. Um, so because I've been really busy, I, I don't know if you do this. I have like a bunch of texts in my phone that I have like flagged. So they're sitting at the top of my like text inbox and because I'm, I haven't responded to certain people who I'm intending to and want to respond to. And so I've pinned them to the top of the list so that I can, you know, see those and respond to them. And initially I thought that my work in progress would be, you know, oh, I'm working at like getting better at keeping in touch with people and, and sort of keep, you know, maintain those relationships. Um, and then I thought like, oh, here I, here I go again. Like kind of, it's kind of just me shutting on myself and maybe the, the real work in progress is to stop shutting on myself and realize that it's okay. Um, just allow myself that, um, time and space to be like, it's okay that I haven't gotten back to these people. Um, most of them probably either haven't noticed or are probably completely understanding of, um, you know, busy periods and, you know, a, a slight or maybe not so slight delay in, <laughs> in response time. Um, but I thought like this, people are not probably giving me such a hard time. Why am I giving myself such a hard time? So my real work in progress this week was to turn that around and to stop shutting on myself so much. And I thought I would just finish off with a quick, um, you know, who saved my ass this week? Um, cause as you know, I like to think about what person or thing, um, saved my ass this week because there's always someone or something. Um, this week for me, it was a friend of mine and we were out because the world is sort of slightly getting back to normal. Hooray. Um, we were out for a drink um, on a Saturday night after the kids were in bed and we were talking about, you know, about everything, about life stuff, relationship stuff, um, silly stuff, and then, and baby stuff, kid stuff. And she has a toddler about the same age as my toddler. 
And we were talking and I said to her that, you know, we had stopped using the baby monitor in our, in, um, our daughter's room because she's right across the hall. We can basically hear the noises that she makes quite easily. Um, but, and that, and that I actually found for me, and I don't know if this is true for some other people, I think it is that, um, sometimes having that monitor can increase your anxiety because it's easy to sort of be glued to the monitor. Um, so turning it off gave me a little bit of relief in that sense of like, I, I can hear her if something's wrong, I will hear her. And then I realized talking to my friend that there's this whole other stuff creeping in uh, for me. And I expressed to my friend that sometimes I, you know, think about, you know, if I, if I haven't heard, if it's like a little bit later than my baby normally sleeps in, I'm thinking like has something, I haven't heard her yet. Has something really bad happened? Like, is this the day that something really bad happens and my world falls apart? Um, and I don't know if that's something that is familiar to other people or not. Um, what my friend very, very kindly said to me, um, is she basically gave me the kindest, uh, reality check you could ask for and, and said like, cat, like, I don't, I don't have those thoughts. If you're having those kind of thoughts, you might want to talk to your doctor about it. Um, because I, you know, have been like many new moms have dealt with postpartum anxiety and depression. And, um, this is something I've addressed with my health practitioners. And I think that it's really important to address it and to look at it head on as much as possible. And this was, this one kind of snuck up on me. So, um, that friend really, really saved my ass this week and, um, just gave me the kindest, most loving reality check. Um, and I just thought that was so nice. And I hope that, I hope that I can do that for friends of mine at some point. And just before we wrap up, I will remind you that we are on Instagram at days are long podcast. Um, come check us out, connect with me there. Um, I would love to, yeah, love to see you on, on the gram as the kids say. And also there's a Facebook page. It's called the days are long, the podcast. It might be a bit harder to find because, well, I suck at tech. I'm working on it. I'm going to enlist the help of, uh, somebody more tech savvy and probably younger than me to help me figure some of that stuff out. Um, so you, you can, you have that to look forward to. Um, but in the meantime, um, come follow our account on Instagram and I will, I will simply leave you with that. And thanks so much for joining me for this really, um, what turned out to be quite an introspective discussion today. Um, I really appreciate having you guys to talk to and hearing from you. So please also reach out. I will see you next time. Bye. This has been the Days Are Long podcast. Thanks for joining us. 
we can't wait to to see you hear you talk to you next time um because the days are long but the years are short but don't forget the days are sometimes fucking long and um let's be here for each other um we can get through this and enjoy it and uh have a great time doing it so see you next time <laughs>